Greetings, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a podcast about a man, Smith Wilgersworth, that was a plumber back in England during the 1800s, turn of the century. His wife had gotten born again and started preaching, and he didn't want to preach. And he was just uh, helping out with the uh, Salvation Army getting little horses and putting kids in there and taking them to church and doing all kinds of things, creating a band. But when the power of God hit him, he went out and he started getting the roughest guys. And they also, too, joined the band. And they got born again. An incredible life of uh, linear thinking or, uh, would you say, a blueprint type of a plumber, mechanic, that can see things and be able to uh, structure them and come on the other side with solutions. My kind of people, my kind of uh, thinking, and just the way things should be. You think about the Lord Jesus and about our prayers, and we pray for people and they don't seem to get hurt, healed. We pray for ourselves that we will stop drinking too much coffee, talking too much, or idling too much and being more effective in the kingdom of God or even in our lives and just doesn't seem to happen. But there's always keys and always hope. So here's a story about the man using the name of Jesus in his memoirs and his writings. It's called The Power of the Name by Sermon by Smith Wigglesworth. The Sermon. Jesus, the power of the name. Here we go. Thank you so much. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the structure of your word. We thank you, Lord God in the heavens. Lord, if we acknowledge you, hallelujah, that you will come to us like the rains, Lord, and show yourself in your presence. We thank you for your presence right now, Lord. You're showing yourself. Jesus, come Jesus, be alive, be well in our hearts, in our minds, in our hands, in our feet, and in our eyes, in our thinking. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Here we go. Once six people went into a house of a sick man to pray for him. He was a Episcopal viker and laid in bed utterly helpless without even strength to help him. He had read a little track about healing and and he called and praying for the sick. So he sent for his friends who he thought could pray the prayer of faith. He was anointed according to James 5.14, but because he had no immediate manifestation of healing, he wept bitterly. The six people walked out of the room, somewhat crestfallen, to see the man lying there in an unchanged condition. When they were outside, one of the six said, There's one thing we might have done. I wish we all go back with me and try it. They all went back in and they got together in the group. Let's let's say, let us whisper the name of Jesus. At first, when they whispered this worthy name of Jesus, nothing seemed to happen. But as they continued to whisper, Jesus... Jesus, Jesus, the power began to fall. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased, and they whispered the name louder and louder. 
As he did so, the man arose from his bed and dressed himself. The secret was just this. Those six people had gotten their eyes off the sick man, and they were just taken up with the Lord Jesus himself. And their faith grasped the power that there is in his name. Oh, if people would appreciate the power that's in that name, there's no telling what would happen. I knew that through his name and through the power of his name, we have access to God. The very face of Jesus fills the whole place with glory. All over the world, there are people magnifying the name, and oh, what a joy it is for me to utter it. All things are possible through the name of Jesus. God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. There is power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus. I am looking forward to a wonderful union through the name of Jesus. There is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. I want to instill in you a sense of that power, the virtue and the glory of that name. One day I went up into the mount to pray. I had a wonderful day. It was one of the high mountains of Wales. I heard of one man going up to this mountain to pray, and the Spirit of the Lord met him. So wonderfully that his face shone like that of an angel. When he returned, everyone of the village was talking about it. As he went up to this mountain and spent the day in the presence of the Lord, as I went, why wonderful power seemed to envelop and saturate and fill me. Two years before this time, there had come to our house two boys from Wales. They were just ordinary boys, but they became very zealous for God. They came to our missions and saw some of the works of God. They said to me, we would not be surprised if the Lord brings you down to Wales to raise our Lazarus, Larry Lazarus. They explained that the leader of their assembly was a man who had spent his days working in a tin mine and his nights preaching, and the result was he had collapsed, gone into consumption, and for four years he had been a helpless invalid, having to be fed in the bed. While I was on that mountaintop, I was reminded of the transfiguration scene, and I felt the Lord's only purpose in taking us into the glory was to fit us for greater usefulness in the valley. The living God has chosen us for His divine inheritance, and He it is He who is preparing us for our ministry, that it may be of God and not of man. I was on the mountaintop that day. The Lord said to me, I want you to go to raise Larry Lazarus. I told the brothers who accompanied me of this, and when we got down to the valley, I wrote a postcard. When I was up on the mountain praying today, God told me that I was to go and raise Lazarus. I addressed the postcard to the man in the place whose name had been given to me by the two boys. When we arrived at the place, we went to the man to whom I had addressed the card. He looked at me and he said, Did you send this? I said, Yes. He said, Do you think we believe in this? Here, take it. And he threw it at me. The man called his servant and said, Take this man and show him Larry Lazarus. Then he said to me, The moment you see him, you'll be ready to go home. Nothing will hold you. Everything he said was true from the natural viewpoint. The man was helpless. He was nothing but a mass of bones with skin stretched over them. There was no life to be seen. Everything in him spoke of decay. I said to him, Will you shout, you remember that at Jericho, the people shouted while the walls were still up. God has like victory for you and you would if you only believe. But I cannot get him to believe. There was not an atom of faith there. He had made up his mind not to try anything.
It is a blessed thing to learn that God's word can never fail. Never hearken to human plans. God can work mightily when you persist in believing him. In spite of discouragement from the human standpoint, when I got back to the man to whom I had sent the postcard, he asked, are you ready to go now? I am not moved by what I see. I am moved only by what I believe. I know this. No man looks at appearances if he believes. No man considers how he, how he feels if he believes. The man who believes God has it. Every man who comes into the Pentecost condition can laugh at all things and believe God. There is something in the Pentecostal condition. The man who believes God has it, every man who comes into the Pentecostal condition can laugh at all things and believe God. There is something about that. Somehow in Pentecost, you know what that God is a reality. Wherever the Holy Ghost has the right of way, the gift of the Spirit will be in manifestation. And where these gifts are, never in manifestation, I question whether he is present. Pentecostal people are spoiled for anything else than Pentecostal meetings. We want none of the entertainments that the churches are offering. When God comes in, he entertains us himself. Entertained by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Oh, it is wonderful. There were difficult conditions in that Welsh village, and it seemed impossible to get the people to believe. Ready to go home, I was asked. But a man and a woman there asked us to come and stay with them. I said, I want to know how, how many of you people can pray. No one wanted to pray. I asked if I could get seven people to pray with me for the poor man's deliverance. I said to, to the two people who were going to entertain us, I will count on you two, and there is my friend and myself, and we need, we need three others. I told the people that I could trust them. Some of them would awaken in their privilege and come in the morning and join us in prayer for the raising of Larry Lazarus. It will never do it to give away to human opinions. If God says a thing, you are to believe it. I told the people that I would not eat anything that night. When I got to bed, it seemed as if the devil tried to place on me everything that I had. He had placed on that mortal man in the bed. When I awoke, I had a cough and all the weaknesses of a tubercular patient. I rolled out of bed onto the floor and cried out to God to deliver me from the power of the devil. I shouted loud enough to wake everybody in the house, but nobody was disturbed. God gave victory, and I got back in bed again as free as ever I I was in my life. At five o'clock, the Lord awakened me and said to me, Don't break bread until you break it around my table. At six o'clock, he gave me these words, and I will raise him up. I put my elbow into the fellow who was sleeping with me, and he said, Ugh. I put my elbow into him again, and he said, Do you hear? The Lord says he will raise him up. At eight o'clock, they said to me, Have a little refreshment, but I could... But I found that prayer and fasting the greatest joy, and you will always find it so when you are led by God. When we went to the house where Larry Lazarus lived, there were eight of us all together. No one can prove to me that God does not always answer prayer. He always does more than that. He always gives the, the exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. I shall never forget how the power of God fell on us as we went into that sick man's room. Oh, it was lovely. 
as we circle around the bed, I got one brother to hold one one of the sick man's hand, and I held the other, and we each held the the hand of the person next to us. I said, we are not going to pray. We are just going to say the name of Jesus. We all knelt down and whispered that one word, Jesus, 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 Jesus. The power of God fell, and then it lifted. Five times the power of God fell, and then it lifted. And then it remained. But the person who was in bed was unmoved. Two years previous, someone had come along and had tried to raise him up. And the devil had used his lack of success as a mean to discouraging Larry Lazarus. I said, I don't care what the devil says. If God says he will raise you up, and it must be so. Forget everything else except what God says about Jesus. The sixth time the power fell and the sick man's lips began moving, the tears began to fall. I said to him, the power of God is here. It is yours to accept it. He said, I have been bitter in my heart, and I know I have grieved the Spirit of God. Here I am, helpless. I cannot lift my hands, nor even lift a spoon to my mouth. I said, repent, and God will hear you. He repented and cried out, O God, let this be to thy glory. As he said this, the virtue of the Lord went right through him. I have asked the Lord to never let me tell this story except as it was. For I realize that God cannot bless exaggerations. As we again said, Jesus, 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 the bed shook and the man shook. I said to the people that were with me, you can all go downstairs right away. This is all God. I am not going to assist him. I sat and watched that man get up and dress himself. We sang the doxology as he walked down the steps. I said to him, now tell what has happened. It was soon noise abroad that Larry Lazarus had been raised up and the people came from Lanny and all the district around to see him and hear his testimony. And God brought salvation to many. This man told right out in the open air what God has done. And as a result, many were convicted and converted. All this came, th- came through the name of Jesus, through faith in his name. Yeah, the faith that is by him gave this sick man perfect soundness in the presence of them all. Peter and John were helpless, were illiterate. They had no college education. They had been with Jesus. To them had come a wonderful revelation of the power of the name of Jesus. They had handed out the bread and fish after Jesus had multiplied them. They had sat at the table with him, and John had often gazed into his face. Peter had often to be be rebuked, but Jesus manifested his love to Peter through it all. Yeah, he loved Peter the wayward one. Oh, he a wonderful lover. I had been wayward. I had been stubborn. I had an unmanageable temper at one time, but how patient he has been. I am here to, to tell you that there is power in the name of Jesus and in his wonderful name to transform anyone, to heal anyone. If you will see him as God's lamb, as God's beloved son, who had laid upon him the iniquities of all, we will see that Jesus paid the whole price for a redemption that we might be free. You can enter your purchased inheritance of salvation of life. Poor Peter, poor John. They had no money, but they had faith. They had the power of the Holy Ghost. They had God. You can have God, even though you have nothing else. Even though you have lost your character, you can have God. I have seen the worst man saved by the power of God. 
I was one day preaching about the name of Jesus, and there was a man leaning against the lamppost, listening. It took a lamppost to enable him to keep on his feet. We had finished our open-air meeting, and the man was still leaning against the post. I asked him, Are you well? Are you okay? Are you sick? He showed me his hand, and I saw beneath his coat he had a silver-handled dagger. He told me that he was on his way to kill his unfaithful wife, but that he had heard me speaking about the power of the name of Jesus and could not get away. He said he felt just helpless. I said, Get down! And there on the square with people passing up and down, he got saved. I took him to my home and put on him a new suit. I saw that there was something in that man that God could use. He said to me the next morning, God has revealed Jesus to me. I see that all has been laid upon Jesus. I lent him some money and he soon got together a wonderful little home. His faithless wife was living with another man but he invited her back to the home that he had prepared for her. She came, and where enmity and hatred had been before, the whole situation was transformed by love. God made that a man a minister wherever he went. There is power in the name of Jesus everywhere. God can save to the uttermost. There comes before me a meeting we had in Stockholm, and that I should never bear in mind. There was a home for incurable there, and one of the inmates was brought to the meeting. He had palsy and was shaking all over. He stood up before 3,000 people and came to the platform supported by two others. The power of God fell on him as I anointed him in the name of Jesus. The moment I touched him, he dropped his crutch and began to walk in the name of Jesus. He walked down the steps and round the great building in view of all the people. There is nothing that our God cannot do. He will do everything if you will dare to believe. Someone said to me, will you go to his home for incurables? They took me there on my rest day. They brought out the sick. They brought out the sick people into a corridor. In about one hour, the Lord set 20 of them free. The name of Jesus is so marvelous. Peter and John had no conception of all that was in the name. Neither had the, the man lame from his mother's womb, who was laid daily at the gate. But they had faith to say, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And as Peter took him by the right hand, he lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. How can it be done? Through his name, through faith in his name, through faith which is by him. There was revivals in Scandinavia. The writer had the privilege for three months, one year, of being in the center of Mr. Smith. Wigglesworth's meetings in both Sweden and Denmark, it was a time of visitation from on high. I dare to say that hundreds of people received Jesus as their Savior. Thousands were healed from all kinds of diseases. Also, thousands of believers awoke to a new life. And many, many received the baptism of the Holy Ghost as one of the day of the Pentecost. For all this, we give glory to Jesus. Here are a few examples of miracles my eyes have seen. It was in Sweden where at the time there was, was held a Pentecostal convention. I came to seek help myself, the writer writes, being worn out with long unbroken service in the Lord's work. The next day there was a meeting for healing. After the preaching service, I went forward into the other hall and I was surprised to find in a few minutes a crowd following the hall was soon full with hundreds of men and women patiently for a touch of God through his servant and glory to God. They were not disappointed. 
As hands were laid upon me, the power of God went through me. In a mighty way, I was immediately well. It was wonderful to notice as the ministry continued, the effects upon the people as the power of the Lord came over them. Some lifted their hands, crying, I am healed, I am healed. Some fell on the platform under the power of the Spirit, having to be helped down. Others walked away in a dream. Others as drunk with new wine, lost to everything but God, but all had faces as transfigured with the glory of God. Glory of the Lord and magnifying Jesus. A young blind girl, as she was ministered to cry out, Oh, how many windows there are in this hall. During the three weeks the meeting continued, the great chapel was crowded daily. Multitudes being healed and many saved. The testimony meetings were wonderful. One said, I was deaf, then prayed, and Jesus healed me. Another, I had consumption, and I am free, drunk, and so on. In the, in the smaller hall set apart for those seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I shall never forget the sight. How the people with eyes closed and hearts lifted up to God wanted and waited. Did the Holy Spirit fall upon them? Of course he did. Here also many were healed. At another place there was a young man whose body was spoiled because of sin, but the Lord is merciful with sinners. He was anointed, and when hands were laid on him, the power of God went mightily over him. He said, I am healed. But being broken down, he cried as a little child, confessing his sin. At the same moment, the Lord saved him. Glory to God, he went into the large hall and testified to salvation and healing. At Stockholm, long queues waited for hours to get in. The hall held 1,800 people. At nearly every meeting, crowds were unable to enter the building, but they waited on, often hours and hours for the chance. If any left the building to step into the place, here a man with two crutches, his whole body was shaking with palsy, is lifted onto the platform. Behind him, five or six hundred more are waiting for help. This man is anointed and hands laid upon him in the name of Jesus. He is still shaking. Then he drops one crutch, and after a short time, the other one. His body is still shaking, but he takes the first step out in faith. Will it be? He lifts one foot and bends the other, and then the other. Walk around the platform. The onlookers rejoice with him. Now he walks around the auditorium. Hallelujah. During this meeting, a woman began to shout and shout. The preacher told her to be quiet, but instead she jumped up on a chair, flourishing her arms about and cried, I am healed, I am healed. I had cancer in my mouth and I was unsaved. But during the meeting, as I listened to the word of God, the Lord has saved me and healed me of cancer in my mouth. She shouts again, I am saved, I am saved, I am healed of cancer. She was quite beside herself. The people laughed and cried together. Here was another woman unable to walk, sitting on a chair as she was ministered to. Her experience was at the same of hundreds of others. She rose up, looking around, wondering if, after all, it was a dream. Suddenly she laughed and said, My leg is healed. Afterwards she said, I am not safe, and streams of tears ran down her face. Then prayed. they prayed for her, and a letter, later she felt the meaning healed, full of joy. We have a wonderful Savior. Glory to His holy name.
Out of many miracles in Norway, I quote two t- taken from Pastor Barrett. The victory of the cross. A man and his son came in a taxi to the meeting. Both had crutches. The father had been in bed two years and was not able to put his legs to the ground. He was ministered to. He dropped both crutches, walking and and praising God. When the son saw this, he cried out, Help me too. And after a little while, the father and son without crutches and without a taxi walked away from the hall together. That word again is manifested. The name of Jesus, the wonderful working Jesus is just the same today. Now, Copenhagen, my homeland. During three weeks, thousands daily attended the meetings. Each morning, two or three hundred would minister to for healing. Each evening was the platform surrounded. Again and again, as each strong retired, another company came forward seeking salvation. Here, many were baptized in the Holy Ghost. The testimony meetings were wonderful. Now I will close with a vision of a brother who had attended these meetings. He was lost in intercession for the hundreds of sick waiting to be ministered to for healing. He saw an opening from the platform where the sick were, right into the glory. He saw wonderful beings in the form of men resting who with interest looked on. Again, he looked at the platform and saw a heavenly being clothed in white, who all the time was more active than any other in helping the sick. And when he touched them, the effect was wonderful. Ben's forms were made straight. Their eyes shone. They began to glorify and praise the Lord. Scripture reading of this message is now Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple of the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon, when a certain man, crippled from his birth, was being carried along. He was laid each day at the gate called Beautiful, that he might beg for charity, gifts from those who entered the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked him to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him, and so did John, and said, Look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. But Peter said, Silver and gold, money, I do not have. But what I do have that I give to you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet became strong and ankle bones and steady. And leaping forward, he stood and began to walk. And he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking about and praising God. And they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement, bewilderment and consternation over what had occurred to him. Now, while he still firmly clung to Peter and John, all the people in the utmost amazement ran together and crowded around them in the covered porch while called Solomon's. And Peter, seeing it, answered the people, You men of Israel, why are you so surprised and wondering at this? Why do you keep staring at us? As though by our own individual power or active piety we have made this man able to walk. The God of Abraham and of Jacob, Isaac, the God of our forefathers, has glorified his servant, and son Jesus, doing him this honor, whom you indeed delivered up and denied and rejected and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had determined to let him go. 
But you denied and rejected and disowned the pure and holy and blameless one and demanded the pardon of a murder to be granted to you. But you killed the very source, the altar of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witness. And his name, through and by faith in his name, has made this man whom you have seen and recognized well and strong. Yes, the faith which is through and by him, Jesus has given the, the man this perfect soundness of body before all of you. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, not aware of what you were doing, as you did your rulers also. Thus has God fulfilled what he foretold by the mouth of the prophets that his Christ, the Messiah, should undergo ill treatment and be afflicted and suffer. So repent, change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. The time of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send you to the Christ, the Messiah, who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven must receive and retain, until the time for the complete restoration of all the gods spoke by the mouth of the holy prophets. For ages past, from the most ancient time in the memory of men, thus Moses said to the forefathers, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet from among you, brethren, as he raised up me. Him you shall listen to and understand by hearing and heed all the things, whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul that does not listen to and understands by hearing and heed that prophet shall be utterly exterminated from among the people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel and those who came afterwards, as many as have spoken, also promised and foretold and proclaimed these days. You are descendants, sons of the prophets and the heirs of the covenant which God made and gave to your forefathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed heirs shall all the families of the earth be blessed and benefited. It was you, God has sent his servant and son Jesus, whom he raised up to provide and give him for us, to bless us, you and, and turning in every other way from your wickedness and evil ways. Bless you in turning every one of you from your wickedness and evil ways into the glory of God. May God bless you and power and blessings upon you. In Jesus' name. Many years ago, I was given a book by Smith Wigglesworth that has... Uh, 800 pages, maybe 800 sermons. They're all written down, and most of them are in similar fashion. This one, I read it off of YouTube as the speaker narrator was saying it. Uh, he was going really fast, and I had no way to slow him down, so I apologize for the fastness. But I pray in the name of Jesus, you will rise up and walk and praise the Lord Jesus Christ and continue to give more power more glory in, in your life so others will come to the knowledge of the love of Jesus Christ and his salvation power. Hallelujah. May goodness and power and glory be in your home. We bless you. May the Lord shine on you, look to you, and give you peace and establish you in every which way. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming on today's reading. Adios. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a podcast about a man, Smith Wilgesworth, that was a plumber back in England 
during the 1800s, turn of the century. His wife had gotten born again and started preaching, and he didn't want to preach. And he was just uh, helping out with the uh, Salvation Army, getting little horses and putting kids in there and taking them to church and doing all kinds of things, creating a band. But when the power of God hit him, he went out and he started getting the roughest guys. And they also, too, joined the band. And they got born again. An incredible life of uh, linear thinking or, uh, would you say, a blueprint type of a plumber, mechanic that can see things and be able to uh, structure them and come on the other side with solutions. My kind of people, my kind of uh, thinking, and just the way things should be. You think about the Lord Jesus and about our prayers, and we pray for people and they don't seem to get hurt, healed. We pray for ourselves that we will stop drinking too much coffee, talking too much, or idling too much and being more effective in the kingdom of God or even in our lives and just doesn't seem to happen. But there's always keys and always hope. So here's a story about the man using the name of Jesus in his memoirs and his writings. It's called The Power of the Name by Sermon by Smith Wigglesworth. The Sermon. Jesus, the power of the name. Here we go. Thank you so much. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the structure of your word. We thank you, Lord God in the heavens. Lord, if we acknowledge you, hallelujah, that you will come to us like the rains, Lord, and show yourself in your presence. We thank you for your presence right now, Lord. You're showing yourself. Jesus, come. Jesus, be alive, be well in our hearts, in our minds, in our hands, in our feet, and in our eyes, in our thinking. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Here we go. Once six people went into a house of a sick man to pray for him. He was a Episcopal vicar and laid in bed utterly helpless without even strength to help him. He had read a little track about healing and and he called and praying for the sick so he sent for his friends who he thought could pray the prayer of faith he was anointed to quoting James 5:14 but because he had no immediate manifestation of healing he wept bitterly the six people walked out of the room somewhat crestfallen to see the man lying there in an unchanged condition when they were outside, one of the six said, There's one thing we might have done. I wish we all go back with me and try it. They all went back in and they got together in the group. Let's, let's say, let us whisper the name of Jesus. At first, when they whispered this worthy name of Jesus, nothing seemed to happen. But as they continued to whisper, Jesus, 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 the power began to fall. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased, and they whispered the name louder and louder. As they did so, the man arose from his bed and dressed himself. The secret was just this. Those six people had gotten their eyes off the sick man 
and they were just taken up with the Lord Jesus himself. And their faith grasped the power that there is in his name. Oh, if people would appreciate the power that's in that name, there's no telling what would happen. I knew that through his name and through the power of his name, we have access to God. The very face of Jesus fills the whole place with glory. All over the world, there are people magnifying the name, and oh, what a joy it is for me to utter it. All things are possible through the name of Jesus. God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. There is power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus. I am looking forward to a wonderful union through the name of Jesus. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I want to instill in you a sense of that power, the virtue and the glory of that name. One day I went up into the mount to pray. I had a wonderful day. It was one of the high mountains of Wales. I heard of one man going up to this mountain to pray, and the Spirit of the Lord met him. So wonderfully that his face shone like that of an angel. When he returned, every one of the village was talking about it. As he went up to this mountain and spent the day in the presence of the Lord, as I went, why wonderful power seemed to envelop and saturate and fill me. Two years before this time, there had come to our house two boys from Wales. They were just ordinary boys, but they became very zealous for God. They came to our missions and saw some of the works of God. They said to me, We would not be surprised if the Lord brings you down to Wales to raise our Lazarus, Larry Lazarus. They explained that the leader of their assembly was a man who had spent his days working in a tin mine and his nights preaching, and the result was he had collapsed. Got into consumption, and for four years he had been a helpless invalid, having to be fed in the bed. While I was on that mountaintop, I was reminded of the transfiguration scene, and I felt the Lord's only purpose in taking us into the glory was to fit us for greater usefulness in the valley. The living God has chosen us for his divine inheritance, and He it is he who is preparing us for our ministry, that it may be of God and not of man. I was on the mountaintop that day. The Lord said to me, I want you to go to raise Larry Lazarus. I told the brothers who accompanied me of this, and when we got down to the valley, I wrote a postcard. When I was up on the mountain praying today, God told me that I was to go and raise Lazarus. I addressed the postcard to the man in the place whose name had been given to me by the two boys. When we arrived at the place, we went to the man to whom I had addressed the card. He looked at me and he said, Did you send this? I said, yes. He said, do you think we believe in this? Here, take it. And he threw it at me. The man called his servant and said, take this man and show him Larry Lazarus. Then he said to me, the moment you see him, you'll be ready to go home. Nothing will hold you. Everything he said was true from the natural viewpoint. The man was helpless. He was nothing but a mass of bones with skin stretched over them. There was no life to be seen. Everything in him spoke of decay. I said to him, Will you shout? You remember that at Jericho the people shouted while the walls were still up. God has like victory for you and you would if you only believe. But I cannot get him to believe. There was not an atom of faith there. He had made up his mind not to try anything. It is a blessed thing to learn that God's word can never fail. Never hearken to human plans. God can work mightily 
when you persist and believe in him. In spite of discouragement from the human standpoint, when I got back to the man to whom I had sent the postcard, he asked, are you ready to go now? I am not moved by what I see. I am moved only by what I believe. I know this. No man looks at appearances if he believes. No man considers how he how he feels if he believes. The man who believes God has it. Every man who comes into the Pentecost condition can laugh at all things and believe God. There is something in the Pentecostal condition. The man who believes God has it, every man who comes into the Pentecostal condition can laugh at all things and believe God. There is something about that. Somehow in Pentecost, you know what that God is a reality. Wherever the Holy Ghost has the right of way, the gift of the Spirit will be in manifestation. And where these gifts are, never in manifestation, I question whether he is present. Pentecostal people are spoiled for anything else than Pentecostal meetings. We want none of the entertainments that the churches are offering. When God comes in, he entertains us himself. Entertained by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Oh, it is wonderful. There were difficult conditions in that Welsh village, and it seemed impossible to get the people to believe. Ready to go home, I was asked. But a man and a woman there asked us to come and stay with them. I said, I want to know how how many of you people can pray. No one wanted to pray. I asked if I could get seven people to pray with me for the poor man's deliverance. I said to, to the two people who were going to entertain us, I will count on you two, and there is my friend and myself, and we need we need three others. I told the people that I could trust them. Some of them would awaken in their privilege and come in the morning and join us in prayer for the raising of Larry Lazarus. It will never do it to give away to human opinions. If God says a thing, you are to believe it. I told the people that I would not eat anything that night. When I got to bed, it seemed as if the devil tried to place on me everything that I had. He had placed on that mortal man in the bed. When I awoke, I had a cough and all the weaknesses of a tubercular patient. I rolled out of bed onto the floor and cried out to God to deliver me from the power of the devil. I shouted loud enough to wake everybody in the house, but nobody was disturbed. God gave victory, and I got back in bed again as free as ever I I was in my life. At five o'clock, the Lord awakened me and said to me, Don't break bread until you break it around my table. At six o'clock, he gave me these words, and I will raise him up. I put my elbow into the fellow who was sleeping with me, and he said, Ugh. I put my elbow into him again, and he said, Do you hear? The Lord says he will raise him up. At eight o'clock, they said to me, Have a little refreshment. But I, could fi- but I found that prayer and fasting, the greatest joy, and you will always find it so when you are led by God. When we went to the house where Larry Lazarus lived, there were eight of us all together. No one can prove to me that God does not always answer prayer. He always does more than that. He always gives the, the exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. I shall never forget how the power of God fell on us as we went into that sick man's room. Oh, it was lovely. As we circled around the bed, I got one brother to hold one one of the sick man's hand, and I held the other, and we each held the, 
the hand of the person next to us. I said, we are not going to pray. We are just going to say the name of Jesus. We all knelt down and whispered that one word, Jesus, 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 Jesus. The power of God fell and then it lifted. Five times the power of God fell and then it lifted. And then it remained. But the person who was in bed was unmoved. Two years previous, someone had come along and had tried to raise him up. And the devil had used his lack of success as a means to discouraging Larry Lazarus. I said, I don't care what the devil says. If God says he will raise you up, and it must be so. Forget everything else except what God says about Jesus. The sixth time the power fell and the sick man's lips began moving, the tears began to fall. I said to him, the power of God is here. It is yours to accept it, he said. I have been bitter in my heart, and I know I have grieved the Spirit of God. Here I am, helpless. I cannot lift my hands, nor even lift a spoon to my mouth. I said, repent, and God will hear you. He repented and cried out, O God, let this be to thy glory. As he said this, the virtue of the Lord went right through him. I have asked the Lord to never let me tell this story except as it was. For I realize that God cannot bless exaggerations. As we again said, Jesus, 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 the bed shook and the man shook. I said to the people that were with me, you can all go downstairs right away. This is all God. I am not going to assist him. I sat and watched that man get up and dress himself. We sang the doxology as he walked down the steps. I said to him, now tell what has happened. It was soon noise abroad that Larry Lazarus had been raised up and the people came from Lanny and all the district around to see him and hear his testimony. And God brought salvation to many. This man told right out in the open air what God has done. And as a result, many were convicted and converted. All this came, th came through the name of Jesus, through faith in his name. Yeah, the faith that is by him gave this sick man perfect soundness in the presence of them all. Peter and John were helpless, were illiterate. They had no college education. They had been with Jesus. To them had come a wonderful revelation of the power of the name of Jesus. They had handed out the bread and fish after Jesus had multiplied them. They had sat at the table with him, and John had often gazed into his face. Peter had often to be be rebuked, but Jesus manifested his love to Peter through it all. Yeah, he loved Peter the way he would one. Oh, he a wonderful lover. I had been wayward. I have been stubborn. I had an unmanageable temper at one time, but how patient he has been. I am here to, to tell you that there is power in the name of Jesus and in his wonderful name to transform anyone, to heal anyone. If you will see him as God's lamb, as God's beloved son, who had laid upon him the iniquities of all, we will see that Jesus paid the whole price for a redemption that we might be free. You can enter your purchase inheritance of salvation of life. Poor Peter, poor John. They had no money, but they had faith. They had the power of the Holy Ghost. They had God. You can have God, even though you have nothing else. Even though you have lost your character, you can have God. I have seen the worst man saved by the power of God. I was one day preaching about the name of Jesus, and there was a man leaning against a lamppost, listening. It took a lamppost to enable him to keep on his feet. 
We had finished our open-air meeting, and the man was still leaning against the post. I asked him, Are you well? Are you okay? Are you sick? He showed me his hand, and I saw beneath his coat he had a silver-handled dagger. He told me that he was on his way to kill his unfaithful wife, but that he had heard me speaking about the power of the name of Jesus and could not get away. He said he felt just helpless. I said, Get down! And there on the square with people passing up and down, he got saved. I took him to my home and put on him a new suit. I saw that there was something in that man that God could use. He said to me the next morning, God has revealed Jesus to me. I see that all has been laid upon Jesus. I lent him some money and he soon got together a wonderful little home. His faithless wife was living with another man but he invited her back to the home that he had prepared for her. She came, and where enmity and hatred had been before, the whole situation was transformed by love. God made that a man a minister wherever he went. There is power in the name of Jesus everywhere. God can save to the uttermost. There comes before me a meeting we had in Stockholm, and that I should never bear in mind. There was a home for incurable there, and one of the inmates was brought to the meeting. He had palsy and was shaking all over. He stood up before 3,000 people and came to the platform supported by two others. The power of God fell on him as I anointed him in the name of Jesus. The moment I touched him, he dropped his crutch and began to walk in the name of Jesus. He walked down the steps and round the great building in view of all the people. There is nothing that our God cannot do. He will do everything if you will dare to believe. Someone said to me, will you go to his home for incurables? They took me there on my rest day. They brought out the sick. They brought out the sick people into a corridor. And about one hour, the Lord set 20 of them free. The name of Jesus is so marvelous. Peter and John had no conception of all that was in the name. Neither had the, the man lame from his mother's womb, who was laid daily at the gate. But they had faith to say, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And as Peter took him by the right hand, he lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. How can it be done? Through his name, through faith in his name, through faith which is by him. There was revivals in Scandinavia. The writer had the privilege for three months, one year, of being in the center of Mr. Smith. Wigglesworth's meetings in both Sweden and Denmark, it was a time of visitation from on high. I dare to say that hundreds of people received Jesus as their Savior. Thousands were healed from all kinds of diseases. Also, thousands of believers awoke to a new life. And many, many received the baptism of the Holy Ghost as one of the day of the Pentecost. For all this, we give glory to Jesus. Here are a few examples of miracles my eyes have seen. It was in Sweden where at the time there was, was held a Pentecostal convention. I came to seek help myself, the writer writes, being worn out with long unbroken service in the Lord's work. The next day there was a meeting for healing. After the preaching service, I went forward into the other hall, and I was surprised to find in a few minutes a crowd following. The hall was soon full with hundreds of men and women patiently for a touch of God through his servant and glory to God. They were not disappointed. As hands were laid upon me, the power of God went through me. In a mighty way, I was immediately well. 
It was wonderful to notice as the ministry continued the effects upon the people as the power of the Lord came over them. Some lifted their hands, crying, I am healed, I am healed. Some fell on the platform under the power of the Spirit, having to be helped down. Others walked away in a dream. Others as drunk with new wine, lost to everything but God, but all had faces as transfigured with the glory of God. Glory of the Lord and magnifying Jesus. A young blind girl, as she was ministered to cry out, Oh, how many windows there are in this hall. During the three weeks the meeting continued, the great chapel was crowded daily. Multitudes being healed and many saved. The testimony meetings were wonderful. One said, I was deaf, then prayed, and Jesus healed me. Another, I had consumption, and I am free, drunk, and so on. In the, in the smaller hall set apart for those seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I shall never forget the sight. How the people with eyes closed and hearts lifted up to God wanted and waited. Did the Holy Spirit fall upon them? Of course he did. Here also many were healed. At another place there was a young man whose body was spoiled because of sin, but the Lord is merciful with sinners. He was anointed, and when hands were laid on him, the power of God went mightily over him. He said, I am healed. But being broken down, he cried as a little child, confessing his sin. At the same moment, the Lord saved him. Glory to God, he went into the large hall and testified to salvation and healing. At Stockholm, long queues waited for hours to get in. The hall held 1,800 people. At nearly every meeting, crowds were unable to enter the building, but they waited on, often hours and hours for the chance. If any left the building to step into the place, here a man with two crutches, his whole body was shaking with palsy, is lifted onto the platform. Behind him, five or six hundred more are waiting for help. This man is anointed and hands laid upon him in the name of Jesus. He is still shaking. Then he drops one crutch, and after a short time, the other one. His body is still shaking, but he takes the first step out in faith. Will it be? He lifts one foot and bends the other, and then the other. Walk around the platform. The onlookers rejoice with him. Now he walks around the auditorium. Hallelujah. During this meeting, a woman began to shout and shout. The preacher told her to be quiet, but instead she jumped up on a chair, flourishing her arms about and cried, I am healed, I am healed. I had cancer in my mouth and I was unsaved. But during the meeting, as I listened to the word of God, the Lord has saved me and healed me of cancer in my mouth. She shouts again, I am saved, I am saved, I am healed of cancer. She was quite beside herself. The people laughed and cried together. Here was another woman unable to walk, sitting on a chair as she was ministered to. Her experience was at the same of hundreds of others. She rose up, looking around, wondering if, after all, it was a dream. Suddenly she laughed and said, My leg is healed. Afterwards she said, I am not saved, and streams of tears ran down her face. Then prayed. they prayed for her, and a letter, later she felt the meaning healed, full of joy. We have a wonderful Savior. Glory to his holy name. Out of many miracles in Norway, I quote two t- taken from Pastor Barrett. 
the victory of the cross. A man and his son came in a taxi to the meeting. Both had crutches. The father had been in bed two years and wasn't able to put his legs to the ground. He was ministered to. He dropped both crutches, walking and and praising God. When the son saw this, he cried out, Help me too! And after a little while, the father and son, without crutches and without a taxi, walked away from the hall together. That word again is manifested. The name of Jesus, the wonderful working Jesus, is just the same today. Now, Copenhagen, my homeland. During three weeks, thousands daily attended the meetings. Each morning, two or three hundred would minister to for healing. Each evening was the platform surrounded. Again and again, as each strong retired, another company came forward seeking salvation. Here, many were baptized in the Holy Ghost. The testimony meetings were wonderful. Now I will close with a vision of a brother who had attended these meetings. He was lost in intercession for the hundreds of sick waiting to be ministered to for healing. He saw an opening from the platform where the sick were, right into the glory. He saw wonderful beings in the form of men resting who, with interest, looked on. Again, he looked at the platform and saw a heavenly being clothed in white, who all the time was more active than any other in helping the sick. And when he touched them, the effect was wonderful. Ben's forms were made straight. Their eyes shone. They began to glorify and praise the Lord. Scripture reading of this message is now Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple of the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon, when a certain man, crippled from his birth, was being carried along. He was laid each day at the gate called Beautiful, that he might beg for charity, gifts from those who entered the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked him to give him a gift. And Peter directed his gaze intently at him, and so did John, and said, Look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting that he was going to get something from them. But Peter said, Silver gold, money, I do not have. But what I do have that I give to you in the name of of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once his feet became strong and ankle bones and steady. And leaping forward, he stood and began to walk. And he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking about and praising God. And they recognized him as the man who usually sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement, bewilderment and consternation over what had occurred to him. Now, while he still firmly clung to Peter and John, all the people in the utmost amazement ran together and crowded around them in the covered porch while called Solomon's. And Peter, seeing it, answered the people, You men of Israel, why are you so surprised and wondering at this? Why do you keep staring at us as though by our own individual power or active piety we have made this man able to walk? The God of Abraham and of Jacob, Isaac, the God of our forefathers, has glorified his servant and son Jesus, doing him this honor, whom you indeed delivered up and denied and rejected and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had determined to let him go. But you denied and rejected and disowned the pure and holy and blameless one 
and demanded the pardon of a murder to be granted to you. But you killed the very source, the altar of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witness. And his name, through and by faith in his name, has made this man whom you have seen and recognized well and strong. Yes, the faith which is through and by him, Jesus has given the, the man this perfect soundness of body before all of you. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, not aware of what you were doing, as you did your rulers also. Thus has God fulfilled what he foretold by the mouth of the prophets that his Christ, the Messiah, should undergo ill treatment and be afflicted and suffer. So repent, change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. The time of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send you to the Christ, the Messiah, who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven must receive and retain, until the time for the complete restoration of all the gods spoke by the mouth of the holy prophets. For ages past, from the most ancient time in the memory of men, thus Moses said to the forefathers, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet from among you, brethren, as he raised up me. Him you shall listen to and understand by hearing and heed all the things, whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul that does not listen to and understands by hearing and heed, that prophet shall be utterly exterminated from among the people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel and those who came afterwards, as many have spoken, also promised and foretold and proclaimed these days. You are descendants, sons of the prophets and the heirs of the covenant which God made and gave to your forefathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed heirs shall all the families of the earth be blessed and benefited. It was you, God has sent his servant and son Jesus, whom he raised up to provide and give him for us, to bless us, you and, and turning in every other way from your wickedness and evil ways. Bless you in turning every one of you from your wickedness and evil ways into the glory of God. May God bless you and power and blessings upon you. In Jesus' name. Many years ago, I was given a book by Smith Wilsworth that has... Uh, 800 pages, maybe 800 sermons. They're all written down, and most of them are in similar fashion. This one, I read it off of YouTube as the speaker narrator was saying it. Uh, he was going really fast, and I had no way to slow him down, so I apologize for the fastness. But I pray in the name of Jesus, you will rise up and walk and praise the Lord Jesus Christ and continue to give more power more glory in, in your life so others will come to the knowledge of the love of Jesus Christ and his salvation power. Hallelujah. May goodness and power and glory be in your home. We bless you. May the Lord shine on you, look to you, and give you peace and establish you in every which way. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming on today's reading. Adios.